legends of the podcast listening world. <laughs> Happy Thursday. Hi, guys. It's Mel. It is Monty. We're your show and tell girls, the home of conversation that connect the women. Thanks for listening in. Thanking you very, very yeah. much for your ears, your time. Loving getting your messages. I know we say it all the time, but we bloody love us. Love it. Hit us up anytime. Show and tell online on um, Instagram's the best place. Or our personal accounts. Are you following Mel? Are you following myself? Give us a follow. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. There's nothing much I'd interesting like on it. Five followers. How many have you got? How many have you got? Oh, oh shut up. Is this how big's your dick compared to mine? <laughs> I've, well, you know what? I actually hit a milestone. What'd you get, a hundred? Maybe a month ago. No. Mm. I got more followers than I than accounts that I am following. Oh. 400, 400 and something. <laughs> Hello <laughs> to all of you and my incredible content that I never post. Well, you should post more. We've talked about this. So what's your um, your Instagram handle, though? It's um, at Ms. M-S, yeah. Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-S-A-N-I. Melissa Nee. Melissa Nee. Melissa Nee. Yeah. You can follow Mel there. Yeah. I'm at Monty Diamond with no A in Diamond. Anyway, to all of you as well who are grabbing memberships, every morning I wake up and there's an email in there going, so-and-so has grabbed a membership and it is so awesome. As soon as I hear from you, I shoot you an email saying a personal one too. It's not a generic one where I'm like, thank you. And I want to hear about you as well. So if you grab a membership, let me know a bit about yourself because I like to learn more about you guys because you just, it's very one way. You just, we just talk at you. So we want to know yeah, more no. about you. Memberships start from $4 at Patreon um, forward slash show and tell online. So thank you. It's hugely appreciated um, that you guys enjoy the podcast enough to um, support it. Okay, so Mel, shit going yes, on in the world today. You. What do you got? Oh, wow. So poor Billie Eilish. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. So she's been papped, mm. um, just running errands, but looking a little different to normal. Um, she's wearing a tight singlet, baggy pair of shorts, and I think the real story is she's wearing socks and sandals, mm. which I know is a look at the moment, but... Anyway, um, so she's been basically it's just become what we're all accustomed to, people commenting on her body because Billy said, um, we're on first name basis, me and Bills. Um, she, she said a while back that the reason that she dresses in such big sort of overwhelming clothes is mm. so her body's never up for discussion. Yeah, right. Nobody knows her. what her body looks like. People listening to her music and not her body. There was a um, piece that was written by, and I will probably mispronounce this name, um, Scarchy Cool for BuzzFeed. Right. And it was just so good. She's written, in the pursuit of body positivity, we're tipped over into an absurd place where merely existing in a body larger than a size zero is considered courageous. <laughs> because there's been all this, oh, look how brave she's getting out there. You oh, can't getting out there. She looks like a normal woman. She's a normal woman. It's not brave. Mm. It's not brave for her to just have a normal body. It's you know, such it's really a head fuck, isn't it? Like, how oh. is it? Where? How have we got here? Do you know what I mean? Where it is ever okay to comment on somebody else's body? I think we've always been here. Women's mm. bodies have always been up for discussion. You're either too skinny. Too big, not curvaceous enough, boobs are too small, bums flat, 
bum's mm. too big. Always. And there's no, there is no, the, perfection doesn't exist. Like, you know, you can look and say, oh, okay, oh, if that I, that would be my ideal figure or whatever. Yeah. But then for that person, that's not their ideal. It's just so messed up. The whole thing is so messed up. I know. You and I are very open in that we've had body image issues our whole life, still do, and have suffered from yep. eating disorders. I was um, a really full-on binge eater. And, mm-hmm. and I've spoken about this where often binge eating isn't considered an eating disorder because you don't purge or you're not anorexic where – I would have purged if I could, but I physically couldn't. So I'd just sit in the uncomfortableness of it. Mm. And the amount of time it has robbed me, and it would have to be years of my life robbed, just Mm. so consumed with my body, which is a perfectly healthy working body. And it obviously is a control thing, an out-of-control thing, but then it's still as as somebody who's growing a baby too, as a 39-year-old woman, it's not helpful for me to look at other women and compare myself online. We all have different bodies and that rests on me as well. If I look at somebody Mm. who's got to me what an ideal body is and then I'm like, Mm. fuck, they're so, you know, this or that or this or that. But when it is shaming Anyone, like Billie Eilish, a young girl who has so many people look up to her, myself included, because she's just this, this is what I am, fucking take me or leave me. Just, it makes me just, it makes me sad. Like it makes me really sad that we're just so consumed by this. And I think you're right, it's always been here, but it's so much more accessible now. Like you had to wait and get Mm. a magazine or something like this where now if you're not feeling great and you get on social media or jump on a website, it's all there, you know what I mean? Like this body shaming. And also who are these people reporting this? Like how can you like go home at night and feel good about yourself that you've body shamed? Like is she 18 or something like that? Yeah. Like how can you go, here you go. 18 years old. Yeah, this is really this. I want to be a journalist, and this is the bullshit I'm handling handing in here. The the shameless girls put something up on their Instagram the other day that I thought was really powerful, not about body image, but just about shaming, um, you know, and just really terrible journalism. Um, and it said, mm. in just twenty four hours, god awful news website tries everything possible to demean, belittle, and dehumanize two potential survivors of domestic violence, because it's where journalism goes to die. Just when we thought we couldn't despise the Daily Mail any more than we already do. This is the – so Phoebe Burgess, who was married to Sam Burgess uh, – Sam mm. Burgess, is that his name? Sam Burgess? Yeah. Yep. And it's talking um, about her lavish lifestyle, a designer wardrobe, cruising in a $100,000 Range Rover and a swag of sponsors for the endless selfies she posts from the family estate as her split from Sam gets even messier. The next one – the bottle and the damage done, harrowing inside accounts of the booze-sodden world of Rosie Jacobs and her split from TV weatherman Steve as she denies claims of infidelity and drunkenness in messy breakup with her new lover. It's so disgusting. Zoe Foster Blake um, wrote on there in their comments, Hey, young journalists, remember that having a job in media should not be at any cost. Would you be happy to have your byline on these stories? And I was like wow, you're right, like that is not journalism, that is fucking up people's lives basically. I know. It's pretty disgusting. Yes. You know what's not disgusting, moving on to something else. Jeez, did we went went on a bit there, didn't we? (laughs) Oh, wow. Hey, you get that on the big jobs, don't you? 
All right, here's a good one. This I love when you get a story from a country town. Wandering oh, cow gets stuck on a trampoline in rural Victoria. How fantastic is this? Imagine waking up, looking out your window. Hey, Fred, before you go out and wrangle the sheep, I think there's a fucking cow on the kid's trampoline. In Hold a on. Was it an in-ground trampoline? Oh, yeah. It would ha- I don't think it's one of those spring-free ones. It is. It's an in-ground. I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. Okay. How to get up there is the question. Yes. Imagine. Okay. One thing is seeing a cow stuck in an in-ground trampoline. Another one is it on your kid's spring-free trampoline. Like that. Oh. Would be wild. Here's what the story says. In a bid to follow the herd, turned out badly for a lone cow who got stuck on a trampoline in rural Victoria overnight. The drama unfolded when a mob of about 40 cows went on a run in the dead of the night. Neighbours were woken to find cows scattered in their yard and the mob was guided home. But when the dairy farmer Kay did a second check of her yard to be sure they were all gone, she found one stuck in her in-ground trampoline. So she spoke on 3AW and she said, there's a cow stuck on the trampoline. I'm not even kidding you. It's really on the tramp. I would have loved to have seen her get on. I'm sure she must have been thinking, what the hell? Oh, my God, I love Kay. I love Kay. You know what I love most about this story? Mm. That you turned into Russell Coit while you were (laughs) reading it. It's my country (laughs) accent. It's your country. Fuck, Bob, we're going to have to get the grandkids a new fucking indoor trampoline. How unsafe is an in- in-ground trampoline, by the way. Yeah, why, why is that unsafe? Well, what if that, you fall I'd off? I'd love to have one of those. Nah, I reckon the ones with the nets are better than the ones in-ground. You know what my dad did when we were younger? Like we were so desperate for an in-ground one, like a, one yeah. built in. And then when my brother and sister were younger, so this was before that you had the, the nets around the outside of yeah. them. He just yeah. took off the base of it. So it literally – Sat on the grass, thirty centimeters high. So as soon as you would bounce, you would hit the ground. It's like an ideas man, Ian Diamond. That is not an in-ground trampoline. It's a useless trampoline. It was so useless. It used to drive me insane. You'd be like, the kid's too little. It'd be like, no, mate, you're going to break their knees. How was us jumping on tramp? Like, isn't it so weird to think now? Mm. If I was somewhere and I had to let my kids jump on a trampoline off the ground like we did yeah. with the old springs, nothing on the side, all sort of aluminium, <laughs> and then you just fall off and break something. <laughs> How funny. Well, look, now we're like the kids getting the trampoline. You're like, make sure, make sure you close the zip. Make sure you close the zip. <laughs> it's so true the amount of time I down. Is it zip it Do you want it at a time? Zip it down. No wonder they're all punces. Like, seriously. Oh, my God. Oh, that is too funny. That's insane. Well, I have the most mm. weird and random story that I just read on news.com. Okay. Mm. Tokyo is opening their first adult-only theme park. Ooh. Right, in the red light district. Okay. Um, where guests can be served by porn stars and enjoy private video booths featuring adult entertainment. It's a five-story theme park in, I'm going to fuck this up, but Kabukicho, called SOD Land, which stands for soft on demand. What's soft on demand? Like soft porn on demand? Probably. The second floor of this theme park, which comprises of five floors, um, 
is the Kakubutsu Salon, mm. which offers risque entertainment such as erotic massages, while the third floor, the famous adult actress floor, lets guests talk and mingle with the more well-known adult film stars. Right. The fourth floor is the silent bar, where guests are able to watch adult stars mix drinks while wearing bikinis as, as long as they remain quiet. Tickets cost 500 yen for 30 minutes, and guests will also have to pay for their food and drink inside. And it says new COVID-19 measures are in place following an outbreak mm. that saw dozens of infections. What a pity. And they include temperature checks before entering and mandatory face masks while inside. Is this not the weirdest thing ever? It doesn't sound like a theme park to me. Like, is there a, a dick-shaped roller coaster? Is there like no. a boob-shaped just, merry-go-round? Like it just sounds like you go there, you can get drinks, you can get food, you can have porn stars serve you drinks and you can watch porn there or get a rub and tug. That's not a theme park. That, can you imagine the cleaner at that place? Ew. Ew. Oh. That doesn't oh. interest me to go there. Like I don't have any interest. I'm intrigued by different stuff like that. Did you know there's a, there's a swingers bar around the corner from my house? Like no. it's a legit swingers bar. So you go Hang there. Yeah. It's a house, like a, a, like a private house no, it's or a it's bar. an actual – are you joking? No, and I'm so desperate to go there. A friend went there um, not to do it but to, it was like a party. They had a party there. And I, I think they maybe just rented the bar out or something but she was like it was so much fun. But, yeah, there's actual – like I maybe it's not known that it is a swingers bar but it is 100% a swingers bar. And I'm like, I want to go there because I just find stuff like that intriguing. I'm consumed by like, imagine walking in, just the smells Mm. of bodies and fluids and yuck. That stuff actually, I don't know why, but it frightens me a little bit. Like any sort of like gimps and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. It just People have different me. fantasies. And you me. would be surprised who's into that stuff. So my kids' primary school is renowned for having swingers. It's just been kind of the rumour of the area forever. So I reckon at one point in time there was probably one couple that would that used to swing there. But as soon as I made good friends with the boys, like you know how you make mates at school, I was like to them, don't any of you become a swinger. If you are, I don't want to know about it. Like, do not, do not do it. Like, approach Sam and I because I love these friendships. And if you're a swinger, it would just, it would change our friendship. It would make it different. I know. It would feel like they were scouting you. Yeah, you'd just be like, oh, Almost. come on. They've talked about wanting to bone us. It's weird. It would be very interesting to speak to someone who is um, an open swinger and just yeah. find out what it is that they're, what it is they get I mean obviously they get sex out of it but maybe it's maybe it's a whole idea of that anonymous sex or um you know like your partner watching you have sex with somebody else I don't know it's have so you strange seen the, the Louis Theroux uh, documentaries like Louis Theroux is just the fucking best but he goes to a swingers and and, and records that films that but the, the wife in out of the the swinging couple who they run the nights at their house. There is no way she's as into it as the husband. That's what I can't help but it's like it's very unique to find two people that are into that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? On equal terms into it. Like because I reckon usually I one of you would be way more into it than the other. Oh, it's just, yeah, I don't know. There's all that sort of – and then what if they developed feelings for one of those people? Yeah. Or what if – 
they caught something from them. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, safe sex. Well, yeah, I'm sure there's a hope, million measures. It's, it's like a full thing. It's, an, it's not it, – I think that if, if everyone had to expose what they're into, we would be surprised how many there are that are into mm. real, really different stuff. It's like Brad Pitt's girlfriend – you know, that stunning model who um, yeah. is with that older guy and they've got an open relationship. So Brad is her boyfriend, but she is married. Do you know what I mean? I just It's very weird. Yeah, but then like – Not people, weird, actually, not weird. Weird for me, but not for – It's just very different. It, look, it wouldn't work for us. I just couldn't – I just wouldn't know how I would feel if my dad is like – because Brad's got, what, six kids. If he came home and he's like, okay, kids um, – this is my new girlfriend and she's married. It just would mm. be – anyway, maybe you'd be more open and you wouldn't be as – maybe we're just really straighty 180 and we're really judgmental. Maybe that's – Yeah, the probably. Probably. And maybe they're more elevated people that see, you know, things as uh, more fluid around that. Like, you know, who says that you can't have sex with other people while you're married? Well, like, no who one. says? And maybe it's – Unless ma- it's a re- – Unless it's like a religious commitment you've made when you're married and it's whatever. But I don't know. My feeling is why enter into a committed re- – um, but then, again, that's not right either. No, there's, there's companionship all this, and everything. And yeah. we're just conditioned in a way to go this is how it should be, where there's no way it can work for everybody. There's just no way. Anyway, we mm. really should get on people who have different, you know – sexual lives and sexual fantasies and stuff than us because it is fascinating is it not so fascinating um just before we go i've started to do family dinners mel because i just fucking hate dinner time at my house so much me too like i hate it hate it so much to the point that we would majority of nights just let the boys go into the playroom and Mm. watch dinner in front of the TV, have dinner in front of the tv and sam Mm. and i like that we're just raising neanderthals here these kids don't know how to do shit. On a side note, do your kids know how to use a knife and fork? Yes, but my son who's 10, I still have to say to him, he still prefers to pick stuff up with his hands. And I'm like, no, Mm. eat it properly. He's like, we're just at home. And I'm like, and what happens when, you know, you go on camp or whatever? You can't be doing that. Mm. You've got to, you know what else? I've really got to stop, like teach my son to stop farting at the table. This is what I was going to talk about. Oh like, my god! He just, my kid, Arlo, does not stop fighting at the dinner table, and I'm like, mate, not at dinner. You've got to go into the bathroom, and you've got to do it in there. And it's like he can't get through a whole meal without farting at the dinner table. Yeah, my my son is exactly the same. But you know what he does? He's got yeah. so much air in his stomach. Yeah. I don't know where all these farts are coming from. But we're sitting there. He'll let one go, and I'm like, and I'm not even like. You know, like a one for etiquette or anything, but I'm like, okay, that's fart too far at the table, too far at the dinner don't, table, right? Yeah. People are eating, don't. So he'll fart, and I'm like, what did I say? Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, it just slipped out. And then he'll wait. He'll go like to the other side of the um, kitchen, but he looks at you and goes, oh, to push like, it out, like tenses up and pushes it out, and then he'll do like ten farts in a row come back two seconds later, have to go back out. He's constantly up and down. Yeah, see, my boys are too. They're up and down. I hate dinner time because I don't know, should they be sitting still? Should they not? Should they be like they're farting? They don't know how to use a knife and fork properly. So we've started going, okay, knives and forks with their meals 
And, yep. But I give them really sharp knives. I reckon that's the, yeah. <laughs> the serrated sharp knife so then they can slice food through their food. If they get a little cut, they'll learn <laughs> quick enough. Yeah. But, yeah, it's the farting <laughs> that drives me nuts and the burping. Arlo, after he does a fart, also says this, smell your death. Mum. Smell your death? Yeah, smell your death. <laughs> Oh, my God. I had to to have a conversation with my son's grade one teacher when he was in grade one and Mm. just say, I'm so sorry. He farts a lot. And I've told him that in the classroom, because they usually would have the door open, and I'm like, I've told him to sort of step out of the classroom. And she's like, oh, she goes, I have have noticed he's got a lot of air. I'm I'm so embarrassed. My son's the farter. Like the, the amount of smells school teachers would smell from oh. just kids' asses. It's so nasty. Oh. So nasty. Gross. <laughs> oh, asses, armpits, everything. <laughs> Hair, sweaty kids, smelly kids. Oh, yuck. It would kids be the worst. Disgusting. That tang is in embedded in the classroom. And it's embedded you know? in their clothes. When I smell the boys' clothes at the end of the day, it is such a distinctive classroom smell. So nasty. Oh, I know. I know. <sighs> All right, legends, we are out of here. Have um, a great night. Um, if you're in Melbourne and you are in a lockdown like us or in Victoria, it's fucking brutal. It's getting more and more brutal. Um, but hopefully some changes will be coming soon. And um, anyway, hit us up. Show and tell online, patreon.com forward slash show and tell. And we'll be here on Monday as well for our blast from the pre-corona past. Also, patrons, we'll get another podcast out um, exclusively to you as well next week. Bye for now. Bye.